welcome to another you actually you want to know something i <laughs> let me start this off by saying i can talk call this the new sec a new segment called the car chronicles because i feel like sometimes if i'm just sitting at home trying to do this podcast if i'm not doing an interview or like a two-person uh two-person interview podcast i feel like you know me just having my thoughts and no one around and just really just getting really just getting to the point of everything so um i'm just gonna call this the car the car chronicles or the or the truck chronicles so because you know get all the elements of the raw and realness of you can hear the the bumps in the road or the air coming through the um through the whatever the ambiance of the whole ride so and then i think it'd be better in the truck because my other car uh, because my other car it's like very um it's just more loud so with that being said welcome to a new segment i would like to call the car chronicle the truck chronicle so i'll throw this out here and there um just so you know just give more of my pure raw thoughts of just anything that's going on um the last episode we talked about connection um and just you know how i was just kind of having or well not even just me just in general just how you connect with your kid um because sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not you know um doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong it just means that i mean approaches are different um and i gave a background on uh, into how like my toddler that i had when i very first started we didn't really have much of a connection but it definitely grew over the over the years um the girl, the nine-year-old girl I had, she, you know, we had good connection here and there, but we really had some stuff that kind of strained, was just like the trauma that she just endured in her life um, from a young age, just really kind of like amplified how she was, you know, like how I could care for her because she was a shut down type of person. Um, so with this segment, I just want to kind of deep, like, not really most most more so talk about connection but more so talk about just like what i've experienced with the the kid that i have now like my seven-year-old um it has i just want to really just be honest for all my friends out there because this has been one of the most difficult placements i've ever had and all my close friends and family know like i don't really just share any of like struggles or anything with anybody because I'm the type of person that I don't tr- I don't trust a lot so um and so you really have to be in my close circle to really know like key details so like for me to have a podcast you know like I'm a very private person and I keep a lot of my business to myself or to those that I really can confide in but to really be honest and vulnerable and open is one of the key things that you have to have when you have a podcast because I'm letting y'all into my world and I can't let you into my world if I have barriers. So, um, but with that being said, I just want to say that I literally, like, this was one of the most difficult placements I've ever had because I, I'm, I'm dealing or dealt with a kid that had a lot of, I, he, he didn't have no trauma. It's just a lot of issues. Just like, you know, and I hate to say that when people, like, want to, they want to diagnose people with disorders and stuff like that. Like, he has what you would call, like, um, adjust adjustment disorder i don't know but it's where like if he gets into new situations and stuff it's hard for him to adjust 
but that's I'm, I wouldn't call that disorder. That's just shoot being shy, being nervous, and just not really like you know like I never liked being in new places, but I handled them. But I think it's different for kids because you know kids just don't know, or if they're sheltered their whole lives. Like my kid grew up with like all these other siblings that were some were his and some were like step. All he ever known. So if he never expanded uh, uh, outside of his circle. And so when it came to the point where he's removed from that circle, he won't know how to act because he's been, you know, in in this bubble this whole time. So it's hard for kids to adjust when you don't really give them other, if you don't let them pass the barriers. So because he had been removed prior, like years ago, it really, like, it was hard on him um, when he came back into care and was removed again. Um, I remember taking him to the doctor the, when I first got him, and the doctor was like, oh, um, he used to struggle wetting the bed when he was, like, five or something like that. And so she asked if he was having that struggle again. I was like, no, I mean, I, I'm not aware of it. But as it kind of went on, it became an issue. I was literally dealing with a seven-year-old who wet the bed. It was like, wow, like, really? Because, um... It was that that was just that was hard for me because I'm like, look here, you're grown, you need to know know how to go to the bathroom. But it wasn't because he didn't know how to go. It was just that that uh, that adjust adjusting to being with me and away from his parents. That was like it's like his comfort. But at the end, I said, bump all that. You've been with me long enough. You ain't really got no reason to be peeing the bed. Um, and on top of that, you're just you're just being plain lazy. That's when me and my mom came uh, came to the conclusion. You were being lazy because I cut off the drink at a certain time. I made sure he went to the bathroom before. Like, he just didn't want to get up and go. That's what it was. And I was just like, look here, you need to get that together, brother. And I, I really, like, would have him, like, wear nighttime underwear because I you can't be peeing through my sheets and my, my bed and stuff. Nah, nah you know? So... I, you know, I dealt with that, but honestly, he definitely got grew out of it, and I'm thankful for that. But then came other issues of incontinence, of like having an accident, but not one to tell me. And then I, I, I go into my bathroom, and I'm like, "What is the smell?" He like put it in toilet paper and hid it in the bathroom instead of just throwing it away. And it's just like the toilets right here like his story never add, added up and that's one thing that I did like I had to get, get break through to him was that look that's nothing to be ashamed of if you have an accident you have an accident but don't lie about it you know that's the thing like you always tell kids like like if something happens let me know you know because I won't be upset I'll only be upset if you hide it from me and lie and that's that happened like on two three occasions and I, that's one thing. No one likes being lied to. No matter if you're a kid or adult, I don't like being lied to, period. So we broke through that that hurdle. Um, the other one was just like he would have like crying fits, you know, when he didn't get his way or he would get attitudes with me. And I'm like, hold up. Who are you talking to? Um, and even when I had his sibling, his stepsisters, like he had these moments but, you know, I talked him out of it, you know, because that's one thing that I always did with him was just talk, 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 express yourself and your feelings. 
I'm gonna let you know how I feel, and I want you to know. I want to know how you feel, so we can come to a conclusion. But over the like, we never really had a full connection, and that's from the jump. Never had because I feel like when kids come into care and they're scared and and they don't want you really comforting them, like that does start a strain. No matter what you do, I've done so much for for the kid that I have that never really helped in the end. It was just like, it got us through for the moment, but some people really, I can't say can't say beyond repair, but some kids are really like, they really struggle, you know, because like I was telling you about being in that, in that environment where all you knew was this, and so when you're taken out of that, you don't know what else to do, you know? So that's, that's how I look at it. Um, so also, I would, <clears throat> I would say that, um, he really, like, I don't know, like, it was just, I don't know, it was, just, it was hard at times, but um, we just didn't, like, like I said, sometimes we clicked, sometimes we didn't, sometimes we had good moments, sometimes we didn't, and that's, that's general, but where I can say that I just lost connection was when, like, just, there was no acknowledgement of me. And you would think that a kid that you've taken care of consistently every day for the past six or so months would look to you as that person that I can come to, I can talk to, I can do this, da 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 da. He never did. And it took that day when he told my, my uh, last case manager that, that if emergency happened, he wanted a phone to call his mom. He, not a phone to call Mr. Mr. Lamar. And that's, that's when it struck me. I'm like, I'm not thought of. And you, th- you would think, and it's not like nothing's wrong with it, but it's just like, dang, like I'm, I've shown you consistency where your parent didn't, and it's never, it's not enough, it's not enough, you know, because that's all he he knew that for seven years, he's gonna be with me for a, a piece, and it's still not enough. So, um, yeah, that's that's really where I'm just like I gotta like let y'all know it hasn't been easy with him, um, you know, and certain things have hindered like our full connection but doesn't mean that I dislike him it doesn't mean that I don't like caring for him because regardless my duty is to care for him whether he likes me or not I'm caring for him because nothing's going to change that but doesn't make it easier it doesn't make it harder it just makes it what it is you know and you know I just I've had conversations with plenty of people regarding that it's just like sometimes no one really knows how you truly feel or will truly understand and at the end when I bring forth my when I bring forth my concerns to like my agency or concerns to my um uh the CBS caseworker it's it's more so like oh hey well he's just a kid he don't know no better, did it? No, no, I, I never, that's one thing I, I don't ever want no one telling me is that they, that like, oh, they don't know any better. No, they know better. We all know better. We all get to, when you get past five, you know better, you know, and one thing that I can always say that I never want anyone telling me is how the child that I care for on a daily basis, like, if you try to tell me how that kid is when you don't care for him daily is what really gets on my nerves because when I have someone tell me oh he's just a kid he's he's not grown he's only seven no he's grown up to understand where, where he does stuff wrong and I don't ever want no one telling me that that it's not just that it's justified 
never. You know, like sometimes people can't give you an opinion, no matter how much. And you're, and you're, this has come from someone who's very opinionated. I've always been an opinionated person. Anyone who really knows me personally knows me that I always have something to say on any and everything. But I do it within, I do it within reason and within with a good with and with a good good reason too. I just don't just say stuff to say stuff. I actually have honest good opinions to give better outlooks on a lot of different things. But when people who really don't know nothing about the internal process of how you care for a kid wants to give you advice, nah. That's like me telling someone how to care for it, how to how to take care of a baby, and I never even had a baby. You know that that's what I'm that's where I'm trying to get. So at the end of the day, I'm doing the best I can to care for a child who does not consider me. Regardless of how much I've done for this kid, it's still not enough, but it's not going to stop me from being great or being a great foster parent. Um, I've jumped over mountains for this kid. I definitely brought in his 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 step siblings just to make to bring him comfort and it still wasn't enough. It didn't stop the tears, it didn't stop the attitudes, it didn't stop the tantrums, it didn't do none of that. You know, so that's why I'm saying that like shoot, sometimes no one knows what foster parents really deal with or how we really feel. And it's like it's not easy. It's not, you know? But at the end of the day, we just gotta keep we just gotta keep going. Um and I do have like a more of a deeper part to this that will kind of divulge into me, the last part of opinions, um, and that will be for like the next episode. Um, I have so much to talk about <laughs> that's happened in this short little time. So thank you. Um, I didn't really give a great intro of like this is another episode of Breaking the Mold. I do all that, but because <laughs> this is the Truck Chronicles, we're just raw, real, unfiltered, and unedited. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, um, but again, thank you for tuning in, um, to another episode of Breaking the Mold, Single and Fostering, The Truck Chronicles, um, part one, part two is coming, so stay tuned, thank you.